is okay. Joe Man. Wait, what? What's going on? Are we starting the recording? Are we starting the recording again? No, no, I don't know. Go. All right, just go. Um. Gentlemen, welcome to the Fantasy Fair, the most magical podcast on earth. I'm your host. Oh my god! I'm your host Kyle Lira, and today I have with me uh, two lovely uh, other hosts with me. Uh, one is uh, two two Alexises. Uh, this is the house that uh, Alexis built, and. Uh, Excuse me. It's it's what? a it's a it's a it's a saying. It's a saying. But anyway. But what does it even mean, though? I'll, like, I'll, what Alexis and what house? <laughs> which Alexis? Which Alexis, indeed? Because there's two Alexises here. But what house? Uh, that it's just a saying. It's an expression. I'll explain later. Right now, we have more pressing matters. Uh, in which we are. Uh, talking about uh, Peter Pan in today's episode of Once Upon a Retrospect. And Once Upon a Retrospect is uh, a friendly look back at all of our favorite Disney movies. Uh, and uh, Peter Pan, as you guys know, came out in 1953. And uh, it is uh, the 14th animated feature that, uh, that the Disney company produced. And uh, it has had an impact on uh, me and Alexis Moreno. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get into it. And speaking of which, uh, speaking of two Alexises, how are you guys doing? Um, did you even introduce us? I, that's where I'm doing it right now. Okay, I'm Alexis Soto, guys, and that was Alexis Moreno, otherwise known as Moreno. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> I mean, I'll say. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's talk about our first time watching Peter Pan. Uh, Moreno, I'm going to go with you. I don't remember you it. You don't remember it. I was little. That was quick. Wow. <laughs> that was a really quick story. I was expecting at least 10 minutes. Oh no, I don't remember the first time watching this movie. But, uh, okay, what maybe kind we of, can what rephrase kind of, the question. What kind of impact has it had on you, you know, as a kid okay. growing up? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, The Little Mermaid is my favorite princess, but Peter Pan is like my all time favorite character. Like, oh. ever. <laughs> why Why is that? What are you drawn to about, uh, about this particular character? I don't character? know. I think it's just like. I don't think it's him necessarily. I just think it's like the story. Yes. And like what what like the story represents and stuff. What does it represent to you? Uh just like you know like when you're young and stuff. Not like young like like when you're like a little kid and like innocence and like I don't know. 
So it's like youth and childhood nostalgia. That's what really draws you to it. Oh, that's pretty nice. Um, Do now growing up have you has uh, has stuff like uh, stabilized with you? Do you still feel that same impact now uh, that you did? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, like, the last time that I saw this movie, I was so excited. I was crying throughout the whole time. <laughs> really? Because I, had, I hadn't seen it in, like, a long time. What was the last time and you saw it? I don't remember. Because, I mean, I had it, like, in uh, VHS and stuff. And, I mean, it's been a while since, like, my parents got rid of those. So, since then, like, I hadn't seen it. That must have been, a, like, you're talking about years and years? I mean, not, like, years and years. Like, I don't know. Like, I was in my teens. Like, early teens. Wow. Mr. Soto, when was the first time you saw Peter Pan? I don't know. What the hell do you think? Am I supposed to know exactly when I saw, saw the movie for the first time ever? Well, uh, yeah. That's the that's the point of the retrospect. Do you know, but, Kyle, what day and time and year you first saw Peter Pan? Uh, I know what age I was when I first saw Peter Pan, and I was. Well, maybe you could have uh, maybe you could have asked that more specifically. What age were you when you first saw this movie? Well, I uh, asked you when. To saying the age could be an indication of when. Mm, I don't remember when it was I first saw this movie. Uh, all I remember was... Um, all I remember thinking when I first saw this, I may I wasn't young. I know that. I mean, I was a kid, but I wasn't like a young kid. I want to say I was maybe around... Maybe 9, 10, 11? Um... When I first saw this one, and from what I can recall, I thought that it was fun, that it was entertaining, uh, wonderful, whimsical kind of uh, music, and some catchy songs, and it looked very, very old. Like, really, really old. And at that point, like, I, I mean, the films that I grew up on, the, the Disney films, like, since, I wouldn't say, like, four, five, six, was obviously, like, Toy Story and Lion King and, you the know, more, Beating the Beast and, like... The more uh, The modern day for that... The more polished yeah, the more, movies. Yeah. So I was, like, at that point, I was, like, you know, I was accustomed to a certain level of animation, you know? And, like, the animation in Peter Pan is wonderful and it's great, but it's dated. And there's nothing wrong with that now, I mean, being older, but when you're a kid, uh, certain things like that kind of, like, tend to affect um, uh, how you view it. And, I mean, definitely the impression for me was that this was, like, a really, really, really old movie and, like, damn, this thing needs, like, a paintbrush or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, I was I was a kind of a 
of a little uh, shit when it came to like, <laughs> like old animated movies. I was like, you need to really touch up. You need a paint job or something. This is kind of embarrassing. And I, I mean, I don't <laughs> mean <laughs> refurbish this shit. Where's my <laughs> Where's my special like, edition? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, that I bring mean, it I, back after six months. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love the movie, but I liked it and I enjoyed myself just fine. Um, the story of Peter Pan, I think is one that has seemingly, uh, touched many, uh, a generation since, since its inception. And really, as I grew older, I certainly grew to understand the impact of that story more and more, and that is uh, this sense of never wanting to grow up and never wanting to leave your childhood. And that's an important message and one that I think almost every person alive can relate to. And that's really the story of Peter Pan and really kind of the story of Disney when you pull back the layers a bit is being this forever kid. You know, how, how people uh, say, oh, he's just a big kid, you know, just some adults. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, having that kind of spirit and that kind of uh, youthfulness and enthusiasm and innocence uh, throughout your life is kind of what a lot of people um, really considered Walt Disney himself to be. And a lot of people today try to be that kind of um, forever child. And I think uh, as far as the significance of the story, that alone, I think, speaks to how important this uh, story is. And definitely it doesn't hurt. (laughs) Really, it doesn't hurt when you have Walt Disney uh, adapt a story like this. Like he adapted the story of Snow White and Cinderella and you bring it to a global audience, really. And I think most people would be pretty... Uh, hard-pressed to come up with any kind of alternative. And that's not to dismiss any other adaptation of the Peter Pan story, but I think it's pretty safe to say that most people around the world would associate the Peter Pan animated 1950 movie as the, like, definitive version of Peter Pan. Which... Especially for Disney files. Which I could definitely, uh, definitely uh, attest to. I... It is uh, to me the 2003 uh, version of uh, of uh, the story is my definitive version of this of the of the movie, uh, which we should note is not by Disney. It is not Disney; it's Universal. Um, but like, for example, there's a there's a scene in. Sh- Wait a minute, Universal from that little uh, the little park across the way. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, yeah, I I hear they're cute. <laughs> I hear I hear their I hear their wizarding department is amazing. Uh, anyway, I there's a there's a movie I don't know if you guys heard about it. There's a movie called Shrek, uh, and uh, this is I heard of it. I think yeah. This uh, this definitely attests to like the impact of what <laughs> what uh, Peter Pan this version the movie Peter Pan uh, uh, the Disney uh, iteration of it is. Um, there's a scene where uh, 
uh, pixie dust is sprinkled all over uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, donkey, and uh, and uh, you can see uh, Eddie Murphy donkey uh, flying up, and uh, he's like, I could fly, and there's a version of Peter Pan that is that is like, oh, he could fly, and he's dressed up exactly like the Disney version, with the with the hat with the Robin Hood esque hat. And the and the feather and everything like that and that's just it's just showing you what kind of version people usually uh, go to when thinking of the titular character. Um, going into my story of uh, how I got attached to Peter Pan, I was six years old when I got into Peter Pan and the whole lore and everything. I I spent a whole uh, a whole summer uh, finding out everything I could about uh, about this property. Uh, I, I found out about uh, J.M. Barry, the guy who uh, wrote the play. It was originally a play before it was a book. And, uh, and the play was like really, really twisted and messed up. Uh, I had a lot of messed up themes in it. Uh, and, uh, and I learned that I... So does the book. Yeah, and how like uh, the version that we get uh, in the in the in the Disney movie is a very watered down version of uh, what we know in the play and the um, in the book as a as a sadistic sociopath kind of, um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that that definitely. Uh, that definitely lent some perspective on him and learning, learning about this, this whole, uh, this whole thing and learning the different versions, uh, seeing, uh, the Mary, uh, uh, the Mary, uh, the Mary and Kathy Rigby Broadway show, uh, on, uh, on VHS and just all the different things. I really, I really, uh, delved into the full Peter Pan of it all. And it really, uh, uh, going into the story, uh, my favorite Disney villain, uh, I, is got to be Captain Hook. I just love the just how he is, how he's so uh, drawn to. Uh, he's very petty. He's very petty, and that's the and that's the whole thing. He's very uh, very petty kind of pathetic too and uh, it's just very funny and I remember you know laughing at all of the kind of Monty Python-esque uh, uh, slapstick that would go on between Smee Hook and the crocodile and that would always crack me up just seeing uh, him running away from this thing um, and it was it this whole story fascinated me just going to a different land and, and exploring it and finding, you know, evil whimsy and, and, uh, all around magic. And that's what really drew me to it. Uh, I was Peter Pan one year for Halloween. Uh, I was Peter Pan last year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, it's a small world. Wait, uh, I'm going to assume you were the Disney version. Yeah. Uh, how did that go? Did you go to a Halloween party or something? Yeah, my parents did a Halloween party, and I went as Peter Pan. Uh, I see. I see. Did you did you carry a flashlight around to, and say that was no. that's Tinkerbell, guys? <laughs> Look at her go. Um, 
I just I, I just really loved uh, this story growing up, and it and it made a huge like like impact. Like I still remember vividly watching the movie for the first time. I have the movie on VHS, and uh, needless to say, it's kind of overplayed. Um, uh, a part of the of the VHS, the shell, the shell of the VHS is a uh, kind of broken, uh, but nevertheless, it still plays miraculously. Uh, and also, what VHS copy that you own isn't uh, very uh, worn and torn at this point? Um, actually, uh, I watched Lion King a lot growing up, and uh, really, yeah. Believe it or not, I wouldn't have imagined. And uh, and uh, that is still in great condition. the The case that the that the that the tape came in it doesn't look so so pleasant, but uh, the the actual VHS uh, is an actually uh, is an actual great condition. Uh, so yeah. Um, Let's talk about the plot, guys. Uh, what can you tell me of the of the plot? Like, uh, obviously, we know of the story. There's a there's a boy who didn't want to grow up, who goes to the darling uh, darling family, and uh, takes uh, takes the darling kids on an adventure into uh, into Neverland, and. Uh, there they meet uh, pirates, mermaids, and Indian people. Yes, and, and they all come home. Well, we excuse me. Let's go into the PC uh, name. Uh, Native Americans. They're Native Americans, and uh, the not so uh, the not so. Uh, Are they though? Because I mean, Neverland is not really America, and this does take place in London. So, but it's like, but it's like the it's like. I don't know, but it's like very based on uh, on North. It's clearly based on North America, uh, North American uh, natives, and so you you could see the the kind of uh, messed up portrayal of them. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you got pirates, and you have the you have the uh, mermaids and all that stuff. Um, what are your favorite parts of the movie? Well, I mean, at this point, it's pretty easy. Like, I mean, Peter Pan's not an overly complicated movie to dissect. And really, when it comes to it at this point, a movie like this kind of survives based on individual moments, sequences, and characters that kind of, like, you know, shape you. And I think right now what I really want to get to, I want to ask Alexis is, like, so, like, what is it about Peter Pan that you love him as a character? Like, can you give, like, certain examples examples of why you love him or what he does, what he does, you know? Um, I don't know. I think, like, he's just a kid. But, like, he's been a kid for, like, five ever. And I don't know, just how, like free he is like as a kid but like he like uh I don't know I don't I don't know it's just it's hard to like explain it's amazing he's a cocky little shit that's for one yeah uh, 
and he he just doesn't give a shit and and that's amazing about but it's like weird because at the same time you're kind of like but he's a kid that's the thing though I mean that he has the naivete um that uh children have but in this movie there are several like instances where you get the feeling that he's a lot smarter in some areas than he lets on like he I think he's in some areas of the movie he's aware of his surroundings and then in other parts of the movie he just has doesn't have a clue like a kid would have mm-hmm. so like there are like there are certain things that he um picks up on that Wendy can't and vice versa like a uh, human emotion uh Wendy is trying to uh, uh, extract empathy from him. Uh, like in terms of like talking about like uh, Wendy's mother and going home and what home means to her and how he just doesn't like care at all about what uh, about how she feels or anything like that. And uh, it, it I don't know, it's like really it's really cool because you have like this this driven villain that is Captain Hook, and you have the non-driven, uh, go-lucky kind of punk, uh, that is Peter Pan, and they're, they're the perfect foils for each other, and that's... Yeah. And that's the great little thing about it, you know? Um, I wanna, okay, so, like, yeah, I mean, that's what kind of, like, I really... Peter Pan is just a likable guy. He's a likable character, and... He- He's just so interesting. And, and like the he, way he, the Go ahead. Uh, like the way that this character is like developed. It's like there's so many layers to it, but at the same time it's like no, like he's legit just a kid. Well, like for me, like what really kind of sells like the character is obviously, you know, the the filmmaking. So like the design of the character I think is also just like yes, that's I think you know, maybe it's kind of cheating because, like, we all have an idea of what Peter Pan is in our heads. But, like, uh, part of the reason why Peter the, that movie, the Disney movie, is so iconic or a lot of people look to that movie as the definitive version of Peter Pan is because of that iconic design. I mean, that's that's the, the picture you have in your head when you think of Peter Pan, the animated design. And then you also have the brilliant uh, voice casting. Uh, who was the actor? And he was like famous in those days. Uh, for what? Peter Pan. Yes. Uh, the guy, the kid who played uh, Driscoll. Bobby Driscoll. Yeah. Bobby Driscoll, right? He was like a like an it it boy, right? And during those uh, that decade. He, yeah, he was kind, I believe so. Uh, as a kid, he was kind of like how uh, Jacob Trebelle is today. Uh, Kyle. Kyle. Why? I have no idea who that is. Hold up. Was it, maybe it's because Kyle butchered his name. Like, he butchers everybody's name in existence. Well, I am Trebally? sorry. I don't know. His name is... Spe- Jacob. His name is Jacob Tremblay. And he was in uh, the movie that w- with that Brie Larson won her Oscar for, The Room. Room. And also, he was in oh, Wonder. Okay. And he, he's kind of like... He was a little kid in Wonder. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, okay. Kind, he's kind of... Uh, back then, he was kind of... Uh, that equivalent, uh, and by the way, Jacob Tremblay, you can soon catch him in Shane Black's The Predator coming this uh, September. Well, yeah. Um, 
So he was, which I guess we can now say is Disney, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because Predator is like 20th Century Fox. And if you heard the news, well, we have some new people to welcome into our family. Yeah. Welcome the newest Disney princess, Anastasia. Give a round of applause. Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) Anyway, like Bobby Driscoll, Bobby right? Driscoll, so I think he, he he brings the character to life. He really does. Yeah, for the for background on him, uh, he was in uh, two namely uh, namely productions, uh, well three movies that he was in with the Disney family. He was already well atto- adjusted to the Disney family. Uh, first, he was in a in a Treasure Treasure uh, Treasure Island. Uh, then he was in So Dear to My Heart, and. Uh, it was mostly those two that really uh, that really uh, got him into this whole thing. And then he did the um, he was the life reference model for Peter Pan. And so were the other cast members. I mean, we have uh, Catherine Beaumont, who was. Uh, oh, I love her. Shoot. I think that's like another reason why I really like this movie, too. And without knowing. At first. <laughs> is who who Catherine Beaumont? She's a uh, Wendy, Wendy Darling. Uh, oh, okay. And she's uh, she's also an, a part of another uh, Disney uh, Disney property called the uh, Alice in Wonderland, in which she does the voice and of is, course and of course and <laughs> is the model life model for uh, both Wendy Darling and Alice. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's uh, that. I mean, that's an icon right there. <laughs> I actually, speaking of, I met the live action model for Tinkerbell. Oh, Margaret Kelly. Oh, yeah. how was uh, how was that? It was cool. I mean, she she was just like, oh hi, and then I said hi, and then yeah. Did you meet her at D twenty three? Yeah. Wow, how old is she now? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Well, good thing we have the power of Google to tell us how old these uh, these characters are. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, their significance in this movie kind of like also, you know, speaks to how important they are in the Disney lineage, especially that. I mean, that what is the era called? She's the war eight, era? She's that Peter 80, Pan came out? 88. It's this uh, primarily it's called the silver era. The silver is that before the war era, or is it? No, this is after the war, right? This is the fifties, right? Yeah, yeah. Damn, I really, I'm sorry, but like, I, like, it almost feels like Pinocchio, Snow White, and Peter Pan came out in the same time, but they're like, there's, like, I know what, it well, does. There's like decades apart, right? There's a there's yeah. a reason for that. Uh, Walt Disney had a specific uh, uh, affection to the story of Peter Pan and loved it. He even played Peter Pan. Uh, as a twelve-year-old in his uh, in his local theater, uh, so he 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 like came back to it, didn't he? Yeah, and he he wanted to do this as the next uh, production after after Pinocchio. After, no, believe it or not, after Snow White, he wanted to do. Well, that makes perfect sense. After uh, after uh, Snow White came out, he wanted to do Peter Pan, but alas, the um, animation technology at the time didn't allow him to. To also, didn't Pinocchio kind of bankrupt them? Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, I, I just need to be correct here. What was the next one immediately after Pinocchio? What was the next? Because I, I, it was Bambi. It was Bambi, and then they went full on experimental with Fantasia. Because, like, okay, for whatever reason, I thought it was like Sleeping Beauty, but that's like the fifties still, right? Yeah, that was fifty nine. That was way later. Shit. Yeah, that was after Disney. Yeah. That that was like right. They built the castle before the movie. Okay, we're, we're getting. Let's just talk so about fun. talk about promotion. <laughs> am I right? Are you getting overwhelmed? <laughs> just, just I'm, I'm trying to like. It's been a while since I've actually like gone through like and because like you know I like you had said like you agree with me earlier like when you're when you're not really thinking about it like all of these movies that we mentioned kind of feel from the same era. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of. That's how I feel out. with like uh, Alice in Wonderland and like Cinderella and stuff because the way that the characters look, like they all look very similar, and yeah. like the way that the like the music in the movie goes, and the animation like, style too is very similar. Yeah, like they all look like they came one after the other. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, also, it's of note that uh, that he that Catherine Beaumont was not the only one from uh, Alice in Wonderland in that movie. But also, Bill Thompson, the guy who uh, did the voice for both Smee and the White Rabbit. So there's a, there's a it, it's it's both really great characters. I'm really interested though, like what characters in this movie. Are kind of like a like a Mr. Smee or a White Rabbit that kind of steal the show. Besides Tinkerbell, or is it all Tinkerbell? Uh, Tinkerbell is great. Tinkerbell is great, and how she doesn't say anything that that's also a, a bonus because what do you how she's so I, I, expressive. Really, yeah, I really want to ask you guys like, what is it about that character? That really touched something because I think even more than Peter Pan, like if you're talking about 2018, I think Tinkerbell kind of like has over like shadowed uh, Peter Pan now. Like, <laughs> really, like not so, not not really like in the like yeah, the, the, she has like her own movies and she has like a little Pixie Hollow thing and and Disney or whatever. But like, what is the one? I think just yeah, go ahead. Just like uh, like fairies, like magic. I think that's what. She yeah she has uh, a classic design. Right? She has she has a beautiful. Her design is so sleek, and that's what's really, really uh, meticulous about her. It's also uh, it's also of note that for the longest time, people thought that she was modeled after Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Also, like I guess Walt Disney knew something because. Um, and Kyle, you can fact check this real quick. When was the exact date that Peter Pan was released? Because as we saw um, in Saving Mr. Banks, that re- they recreated that infamous like TV commercial of Walt and uh, and Tinkerbell. Yeah, which was and like so, which was done for uh, early. Uh, the, it, it wasn't necessarily World of Color, but it was like the prelude to World of Color. Yeah, and, but even uh, then, like he it came out, he, he was using her as like he was using her to market the whole Disney brand, and that's yeah. like a very important thing. And it was uh, the creator. It was uh, February fifth, nineteen fifty three. It just uh, okay. uh, this year it just reached its benchmark sixty uh, fifth anniversary. Oh my god! Yeah, so that's a uh, that's another huge thing. 
Um, although uh, Tinkerbell at the time got a lot of criticism for, uh, of all things, uh, this is this is very typical uh, early era kind of criticism is that she was too voluptuous. Uh, a lot of a lot of people deemed her almost too sexy, and that's what really uh, that's what got a lot of backlash for this at the at the time. In 1902, there was a black and white silent short film that caused a national uproar because a woman showed her ankle. Yeah, people are stupid. And you're see. <laughs> You're seeing the um, you're seeing the progression of of uh, backlashes, and now it's uh, honestly I see more disgusting things coming out of the White House than I see from like oh a voluptuous figure. Any White House, take your pick. It doesn't have to be this one. I'm sorry, that guy. <laughs> wow, that was very heated. I mean, that's the truth. I, I, hey, I mean, there's a there's a little. There's a literal porn star scandal happening right now. You know, I mean, get over yourself. Really? Voluptuous? Uh, <laughs> well, you gotta put it, it's a 1953, uh, 1953 standards. Uh, that was, uh, that was a huge Didn't thing. Kennedy, like, cheat on, like, Jackie with Marilyn Monroe and different people? Like, people... Presidents are pigs. There. We already established that. It doesn't matter um, what era it is. Speaking speaking of uh, favorite characters, let's talk about uh, Hans Conried as uh, as Captain Hook. Uh, amazing. He is amazing. Not only did I... He... Go on. He's so good. Uh, no, he's just really good. <laughs> what, what do you like about him as a villain? What is your... What draws Captain Hook? Honestly, like... The voice. I just think it's so like iconic. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I a great know. voice. It, it is. fits. It fits the the look of the character so it perfectly. Does. And it's crazy because he also does the dad, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, and it's like I know I like that they kept that too. That little uh, tradition that they do with uh, yeah. on uh, on all the theatrical productions of Peter Pan, how the dad. Uh, is uh, uh, plays double roles as both the dad and Captain Hook. So that, uh, it's also pretty cool that uh, he plays Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. Um, also, he did the life reference uh, model for, uh, for uh, Captain Hook as well. And if you Google him, do a quick Google search and look up uh, Hans Conried, uh, you could see the resemblance in both Hook and... And, uh, and, uh, him. I love how, like, deliciously evil he is. Like, the way that his mannerisms and his, uh, his out there outbursts. Like, he could get triggered in, like, it's kind of like what makes, uh, the Red Queen, uh, so interesting from, uh, Alice in Wonderland, the Queen of Hearts. Uh, is because yeah. Hook gets triggered so easily. Uh, it's hilarious, and uh, some of the best comedy in film. I'm not just talking about Disney, but in film, is the reaction between uh, Hook and Smee and their uh, their dynamic together. Uh, well, I mean, there's just there's so many reasons why that character works. I mean, right now in 2018, he's an iconic character, and 
we have to like why that is like because it's just a great dynamic within the movie he's a great foil to peter pan like the perfect foil to peter pan talking about a pirate who's obsessed with murdering this kid that just eludes him every single time every single time just (laughs) circling this really this batshit crazy island i would not want to be on this fucking island fuck that really (laughs) no i think what's so it's so funny though because like Peter Pan is literally just, like, playing with him. Like, he thinks this is all, a like... game. Yeah, and Hook is like, no, like... How many things fuck in you, island can I hate kill you? you. The, the pirates, <laughs> the mermaids, the, the, the villagers. I mean, the, the even the Lost Boys are pretty vicious people. I wouldn't want to come across any one of their paths. Ne- never, me to- Neverland, more like Westeros. <laughs> Oh shit, man! Not, that, that's not a hyperbole. That's actually pretty <laughs> an interesting comparison. Um. <laughs> no, but Kyle, I'm sure uh. you can do your Captain Hook voice, right? To kind of show to the people how iconic that voice is, too. Uh, probably. I and you don't want to do the voice. I I, I could do it. I. <laughs> Uh, let me practice. think. I uh, okay. There's one line. There's one line that he that he does, and he's uh and he's like saying, I. Uh, okay, so he's like okay, so they're signing up the lo- okay, so they're signing up the lost boys to uh, to become pirates after they quote unquote uh killed Peter Pan. Uh, by putting the ticking time bomb with uh, with uh, with the with uh, with Peter Pan uh, to blow him up, and he's like, "Peter Pan will be blasted out of Neverland forever," and just like, "Hey, that was pretty good." Hey, I mean that's no, but it's like this character is just so much fun, you know? Like, yeah, he's I, I guess he's a bad guy, but you just like he's so likable too, and it's weird because he has like these dynamics. With Peter Pan, his his like friendship, I guess, with Mr. Smee is hilarious, and it really shined in the Steven Spielberg adaptation. Yeah, and then also this crazy thing with the crocodile. Like, where did that come from? It's just one of like it's just one of those. I love the representation of the crocodile. That's my favorite. It's just one of those whimsical little things, and yeah. Um, I, but what I'm saying is, like, cool. look at all these little weird touches in this movie that kind of like. When you think about the voice performances, like they they really fit the characters all so well. It's kind of like amazingly cast, and that's kind of the things you can tell that was trademark Walt Disney is he always knew how to pick the right voice for the right character. Also, also yeah. of note, uh, speaking of the crocodile, it's nice that they're keeping up with tradition from the from the theatrical from the from the plays. Uh, oh and how the person who's in the costume for Nana also uh, plays double roles and uh, does uh, the crocodile role as well in the in the productions. Why? I I budget. I guess. Um, not, no, I mean. Uh, so uh, a little added detail that they added in the movie was that they have a. They have the crocodile have canine mannerisms, and uh, that right there is uh, is pretty uh, pretty interesting. Um, I thought you were gonna go dark and like 
when you were saying about I don't know I thought for whatever reason you were gonna bring up the the alligator incident at Disney World the other year. What the heck? No, I don't know. I wasn't gonna bring it that up. Like it was. No, I, I was felt just like ta- you were hitting in that direction. I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, I was. <laughs> I was. Like, <laughs> I was talking about how Nana, Nana, and the crocodile in the production in the stage productions uh, have the have the same role, uh, and how they had uh, the crocodile in this. Uh, I don't know where you went with that. I know. <laughs> I how did you? Up since six thirty and the no five thirty in the morning. Screw you. Um, uh, anyway Well can I just say You know I know I talked shit about it But Isn't Neverland Just a beautiful concept And a beautiful Like design Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous I love the dis- I mean can you just imagine Like I know that Like we're in this Day and age Of immersive Themed lands Like wouldn't it be amazing If we have like A Disney theme park One day Just recreate that like well, like an, a scaled a model, like completely. Cry. Well, I would cry. There was kind of something like that in which you got to be up close with the certain landmarks of uh, of Neverland, <laughs> and it was called <laughs> what is that? And it was called the Neverland Pool at the Disneyland Hotel, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not that anymore. Uh, and you had uh, you had a full blown ship. Kyle. What, Kyle? I am talking about an immersive themed land on the scale of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I want a fucking 14 acre themed land. I think Alexis wants that too. Not a fucking swimming pool. If you kind of like think about it, that's like Disneyland. Yeah. So like. Like essentially like Disneyland is Neverland. That's true. That's very true. But I mean, I still would like to see a scale like theme. I mean, I mean, imagine a, imagine a fantasy land that was literally themed after Neverland. The whole thing with like different kinds of components, but like the whole Neverland thing. Sure. There's gonna be we'll, a Disney. We'll, uh, there's gonna be there's gonna, there's gonna be a Disney park in every country in the planet one day. So like we have plenty of Disney theme parks to like to talk about this for this possibility. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll huff some magical dust and start flying. Hey, Shanghai has plenty of space. Shit, man. Um, <laughs> I yeah, that would that would be cool. But we have a we have Peter Pan's flight to uh, curb us over. But before we get wait a minute, Alexis, did you get to your favorite moments? I'm sorry. We get we we'll, we need to get to their favorite moments first. Uh, what are your favorite uh, moments, uh, Miss Moreno? Oh, me first. Okay. <laughs> Uh, when they fly to Neverland and then the, what's it called? The following the leader scene. Oh, yeah. The second start of the riot? Huh? Dude, just the first opening bars of the opening, <laughs> opening titles alone gets me, uh, consumed in this world. You know, and it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. Isn't the music gorgeous? Like the yeah. orchestra- mm-hmm. orchestration, the the way that uh, Second Star of the Right is composed and everything. It's beautiful. Uh, what else? What other moments, uh, Miss Moreno? Well, oh yeah, go ahead. No, 
You do. Uh, how do we feel? I mean, for like favorite moments, I mean, if there's like a scene that kind of really like like stays with me about the movie, um, and I think kind of speaks to like what this movie is really about is the scene at the very end of the movie where Wendy is back and they look out the window and his father sees the pirate ship. Yes. And, and he remembers like, I have not seen that in a very, very long time. I think that's like one of the best scenes. Right. Me too. Like that, that, that's like, that's what it's about. Because it's like him, like attaching himself to like childhood innocence and how he's, Mm -hmm. and also it's pretty, uh, like, I just think it, it, it kind of like, well, like, to me, like, what that scene means, it's just kind of like, you know, like, don't take life too seriously, like, chill out once in a while, and mm-hmm. just, like, you know, like, be free. Oh, I cry. <laughs> be are you, yourself. Are you, are you crying right now? I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a powerful moment, and I think that's kind of like, like what makes the movie work. You know, it's like it has that sense of realism in there that anyone and everyone really can connect to. Um, should we bother touching on the Native American stuff? I mean, it's right. Ra- it's racist. It's of the times. There. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make it okay, but it's like it is what it is. Yeah, people. I mean, I don't know. People could do be doing better stuff with their lives. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I'm sorry. It's just like it, it gets me so mad that people like. That's the first thing. Worry about like things that happened in the past. Like that's how things were back then. Like let it go. Like let it go. Let it go. Oh my god. Let's focus on like future films and make sure that doesn't exactly, happen again. Like, exactly. God. Let the past die. <laughs> like some, and, I, and I understand that, but but the, I I also see that sometimes, and the, it's not anything like with Disney has done, but sometimes in a lot of old movies, it really is kind of disgusting. Like uh, I have this class, and they were showing one of the early movies called The Birth of a Nation. Have you all heard of it? Yeah. Mm-mm. The Birth of a Nation is pretty much this movie about the Ku Klux Klan and. Okay. And it, it really portrayed African Americans as like, like these really vile bounty hunter, like evil people. But like, there was no African Americans in the movie. They were all white people wearing blackface, and blackface was like this really common thing in movies. And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, that was like, what that was what everybody did back then. Yeah, and kind of like, and it's like okay, like it happened. You see it now, and it's like, okay, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I know that it's wrong. Right. That, and, and it reminds us to, like, keep our, our, our eyes and ears open. But at the same time, it's still like, I wanted to throw up just looking at that. Like, really, I mean, what were it, – it's hard for us to, like, really conceive of that because, like, how could you think that was okay to do from our point mm-hmm. of view? But, like, sometimes a lot of people just don't – are not aware of those things. And I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that's how it was. Yeah. It was, and that's really... It was mostly just, like, fear that really uh, drew all these... Uh, drew all this hate 
uh, and it was just something that they just did not understand, and that's that's pretty much why a lot of things were the way that they were back then. I mean, I uh, and it and it, it like a lot of people complain about uh, the the vultures and uh, and uh, well, not the vultures, Kyle. the crow. No. The crows. No, a lot of people complain uh, complain about the crows in uh, Dumbo. In Dumbo. Yeah. So. Okay. I thought you were gonna go somewhere else. Let's not touch the other oh, movie right now. Alexis, you go have, that other movie. Looks like you need to get yourself checked, and not me. <laughs> this isn't the first time that movie has been brought up on with these people. Just let's just not touch that movie. So uh, we'll save that for a Dumbo. Uh, okay, Peter Pan's flight. Peter Pan's flight. Let's go to the amusement park rides. Okay. Wait, I didn't get to some of my favorite moments. And oh, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um, let 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 me take the wheel, Alexis. Let me take the wheel. Never uh, never drive when you're uh, when you're tired. Uh, I. I uh, love the opening opening sequence. The opening sequence, the way that they set it up with the kids, that's always uh, amazing. Just hearing them say it and seeing and seeing that that shot of uh, Peter Pan, the silhouette of Peter Pan uh, on the on the on the darling uh, roof. Uh, seeing that for the first time and seeing. The silhouette is really cool, and seeing the close-up shot of Tinkerbell uh, going close to his face, and you see what it, what he looks like for the first time. That's also really cool. Um, when it when it cuts, all, all, every single scene with uh, Hook and Smee is really cool. Uh, I I just I don't know. Hook Hook is a Hook is a, f- a film favorite character of mine, and that's. That's what I could put, and of course, the ending is also pretty cool. And the and and the fight between the final fight between uh, Hook and Pan is also pretty cool when they're fighting on the mast. Which uh, that right there is an iconic sequence from uh, from uh, Peter Pan and all that stuff. Um, Peter Pan's flight. Let's talk about Peter Pan's flight. Um, Alexis Moreno. Uh, from what I know is that you have a very love hate relationship with this ride. Uh, tell us why uh, this movie daunt this uh, ride daunts you so uh, in a negative light. Because the line is always so freaking long for no reason. It should not be that long for like a twenty second ride. Well, okay, let's okay, let's, okay. Let's, so, okay, well, the line is what it is. But okay, can we get to why you love the ride, and your favorite uh, memories of you riding that ride? Mm, well, see, I don't really have many because I don't <laughs> ride it a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, one memory is uh, I think. Uh, one of the last times I went with my grandma, she got on and she was like yelling the whole time because how like the ride moves and stuff. <laughs> and how wow. you're essentially kind of like dangling in the air. For yeah. Most of it. And that's pretty, <laughs> uh, that could be pretty chilling if you, if you think about it. I always want, I always want to touch like the, the LED lights that are like the stars. Yeah. With this. Yeah. 
Same. It's like it, I just think it's a great ride. I think it's one of the best ones. I think it might be the best or one of the best. It's dark the less rides. scary. Yeah, it's, right? it's less scary, but it's also like yeah, because all like the, the rest are like delightfully fucked up, and it's like but, but this but this <laughs> one is delightful in general. I mean, it's kind of scary because you kind of get really close to like the animatronics the and if yeah you're like, so that is if you're scary. like scared of animatronics then uh that this movie but like this, this ride is not like, for you oh yeah but like it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like the other ones i cannot <laughs> I, you know I, really I, I, really... I like mr toad's wild ride where you literally go to hell <laughs> but see that one's not like that bad because there's not a lot of animatronics. It's more like the cardboard the Snow White, cut out. The Snow White ride. I can't. When that witch comes on, even myself, I'm like, ooh, don't, don't, don't come near me. <laughs> uh, what do you think of uh, the aesthetic of the ride? I mean, I don't know. I personally, I wish they would redo it. And see, oh god, it pisses me off, man. Redo what part of it? God, the thing, it was closed for six months. I thought they were gonna do something else and not just add a stupid light floating around. That's all they it was wait, closer. That's all they did. Yes, what the okay, that, that I was like, the first time I wrote it after they did that, I was like, ooh, like it's gonna be like something cool. No. It was literally just a light floating around the room. Okay, my it's supposed to be Tinkerbell. My my mind is a little fuzzy. My memory on the ride is a little fuzzy. Um, isn't the Anaheim ride? Don't they just have a little island and that's it for Neverland? It's just yeah. a little island. Okay, because you see. Yeah, like you see it, like you're seeing it, like as if you're flying over, it. flying above it. Yeah, that is uh, that is quite different from what uh, what they have in Florida, and the island is huge. I don't even want to see that one because I'm gonna be pissed. Oh, it will. Well, I know that it's better. It will definitely piss I, I saw, you off. I saw the the queue. I saw what they added to the queue, and I thought that's what they were gonna do to this one. But at the same time, I was like, well, how are they gonna do that? Because the line is outside, but. Like, I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God, like, that's so cool. And, of course, nothing happened. <laughs> also, isn't there, like, uh, didn't they add, like, Peter Pan's shadow to the to the thing? Or... Uh... Yeah, I think... So. Wait, to the Anaheim one? To the, to the Anaheim one, yeah. Uh... See, I think so. Because <laughs> the one in Florida definitely has the shadow lurking and yeah. all that stuff. And the island is much bigger. And uh, I don't know. <clears throat> the ships are way rockier, though. They're less stable in, uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, than the ones in Anaheim. Like the, the ones in Florida are more rocky. Uh, uh -huh. and that makes it more scary because I'm like, oh my god, what if this falls? <laughs> <laughs> what if this? 
Uh, the reality is there's no excuse for the state of conditions that's at Anaheim. I don't, I'm not so sure it needs to be redone, but I mean, they can definitely refurbish it and update it a little bit. But what I'm most concerned about is just closing I wish they that would space. do something. How about just add a fucking fast pass? That way more people can actually oh ride it. Because like, from yes. what I understand, most people who are actually annual pass holders, like our own Miss Moreno here, never has a chance to go on the ride for as many days of the year that they go because it is always beyond full. That it is ridiculous. It, uh, I, I, I'm still at the point where, like, why did Matterhorn bobsleds warrant a stupid fast pass over Peter Pan? Peter, you can never – I can't recall the last time I was on Peter Pan. With matter, with the Matterhorn, uh, you could easily go into the single rider line, and that will serve as your fast pass. You know that will be. Yeah. Uh, there should be no reason why you should uh, deal with that. Versus, there's no single rider line, and. Uh, well, Kyle, you should tell us how was the line at Disney World. The line went swiftly. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. It lasted for like ten minutes. What? Ten minutes, yeah. We spent a grand total of ten minutes on the in in line for that ride. Um What time of the day did you go to the attraction? Oh, we went dead center at noon. Um and that's in a and according to the to the app, it was that's when it was uh, the busiest. Uh it's it's and so I was like, well, wow, this is a, uh, yeah, that, again, a reason 3,929 reason but for But I can also imagine it, it's much pissed. larger. The uh, the attraction at Disney World is, a, is, is just so much bigger, right? The queue and the whole space? Yeah, like the queue is... I wish, I wish they would do, like, something, how they did uh, the... Alice in Wonderland rides. How did that go? I wish, like, the the new, like, how, the things that they changed from that ride, I wish they would do something like that to the people. What did they add? I've never, I didn't, I didn't go on those since the refurbishment. Um, it, they added, like, um, what's it called? Uh, Sparkling lights. Like, uh, no, like, what's it called? Okay, what I kind of picture, but I, I don't think it's that. Like, you know how in the Frozen ride at uh, Disney World, mm-hmm. how their faces, like, are, like, um, projected? Like, oh, that's what they have, projections to, like, the ride. But it's, like, I don't know, it adds more to it. Oh, so, like, what they did with the with the, the Buzz Lightyear animatronic at a... Kind of. At Buzz Blasters. But it's more so to, like, the... The walls and stuff and like how the walls like keep opening and stuff like that like that's where they added the projections okay okay i see i see what's going on here uh yeah why don't they do that with the because they're the facial features of uh, the anaheim well both are uh, are very uh, stalemate and very like stock they're very stock uh movements with their faces yeah so that yeah why don't they do that with uh with Peter i Pan's just light? saw the queue a video for the queue of the ride of the walt disney world version yeah it's basically the size of ariel's undersea adventure here at dca mm-hmm. 
What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, really? Isn't it more spacious? Well, yeah, that's Disney World. I have a bigger cock. All right. Um, let's Somebody see. didn't um, say that with any contempt whatsoever. Said what? <laughs> I, I didn't finish my sentence. Okay. Sure. Okay, go on. Go on, Mr. Soto. Um, yeah. What else to say about the great Peter Pan? I guess you guys want to get into the other adaptations of this story that you've loved? Yes. Uh... Moreno, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, take the lead on this one. Uh, I mean, there's just two that I like, but I mean, I don't know if like Finding Neverland is an adaptation. It's more so well, like, it's like Saving Mr. Uh, Banks, kind of of uh, a kind of band. yeah. But yeah, obviously the 2003 one. Like I, I used to watch that movie so much, all of the time. What draws you to that version? Is there like, uh, is <laughs> is is it pretty much uh, Jeremy Sumter? Is it pretty much that? I mean, no, but <laughs> you could say no, that. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. <laughs> uh, that 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 was like he was like the teen heartthrob of the year. Oh yeah. After after that movie came out, um, what uh, what moments in that one stands out to you versus? Oh, the when they're flying in outer space. Yes, because I was like, and then okay, go on. Yeah, that was I love it. And then when uh, one of the little kid, the lost boys, is what did she say? Oh, when he's like, I. It is a kiss. <laughs> a very powerful and thing. The, yeah. Oh, I love it. He's so cute. I cry. Uh, that guy, that that kid is uh, pretty cool. You know, I, re- I really <laughs> love Jason Isaac's interpretation of uh, Captain Hook. He's, uh, yeah. he's probably the most intimidating of all the Hooks. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, like, sub Chuck E. Cheese level uh, with uh, the one in Peter Pan. Uh, the only time that he was like ever intimidating when he was like climbing the net to go to to go fight Peter Pan and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, he's uh, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, he's uh, he's pretty intimidating as well, but not a uh, like. Uh, he's more like glamorous. You know, and that that's the and this uh, version of Hook is like very dirty and his his ship looks very dirty. And that was that's the Hook one, that, right? Also, why is it called Hook? Yeah, I, I don't. Kinda, OK, I kinda feel like to, that movie kind of pays more attention to Hook and Smee. To be honest, I don't really like that movie. Ooh, you take that back. I'm, Sorry. Uh, I don't care, Alexis. Or I don't really. I don't. I don't care for that movie either. So I don't like. I don't. I don't like it. It makes me so mad. I don't like that he grew <laughs> up. I don't like that he left. The, like it makes me so mad. I don't like that Tinkerbell talks. <laughs> well, okay, a lot of people do have issues with uh, Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Uh, yeah, that's I, that's why I don't like that movie. So I just like. <laughs> 
Like, I saw it. I, I mean, I, I recently saw it for the first time. And, like, it's cool. Like, the idea is cool, I guess. But, but no, like, it gets me mad. And then, like, he, he, like, he didn't even, like, he wasn't even with Wendy. Like, that pisses me off. No. He was with some... And, okay, this is where I could kind of see it. Uh, he didn't get with with Jane. He got with a new character. Her, like... Named Mora. But it was still related to her, to her, right? Or something. He's like, and then my daughter, Jane, and this is my, this is my granddaughter, Mora. And I'm like, he did, okay, that's where I'm like, okay. It, it gets me mad. It gets me I mad. Could, I could definitely see that. Uh, Spielberg, uh, speaking of going back into Tinkerbell, Spielberg uh, personally called uh, Julia Roberts Tinker Hell. Because she was such, she was such a shit on set. So I, uh, so uh, Spielberg personally, dubbed, and she looked like one too. Personally, uh, personally dubbed uh, her as Tinker Hell. So I, uh, I, of the of the two versions, because uh, I know you won't consider Hook uh, your favorite version. What do you prefer, the fifty three movie or the two thousand three movie? Um, I don't know. They both have their moments, which is kind of which is kind of cool. Uh, the new the P J Hogan directed film came out uh, fifty years after uh, the fifty three movie, and that's a that's a really cool little thing. Fifty years, uh, and then then it came out, which that means that uh, Peter Pan is fifteen. Right now, the <laughs> wow, I feel old. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What do we think of the of the directed? Well, it wasn't directed DVD. The theatrically released movie called Pete Return to Neverland. I don't like it. You don't like it. Okay. No. Do tell. I've only seen it like a handful of times. What is it about? I again, it gets me mad that they don't like end up together. Yeah. <laughs> but they never wound up together in the. I know. Uh, what do you think of Jane? I always thought that she was the biggest stick oh, in the she's... mud. Oh yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I refuse to believe that Wendy raised a girl like that. <laughs> Very, I wouldn't say like atheistic, but somewhere in that, in that zone. Uh, like, oh, I don't believe in magic. What is this? No. Mm-mm. What is this hippy dippy shit that you're teaching me, Mom? This is this is not the way I want to be Wouldn't this be funny one day when you guys have your own children and they're just the exact same way? Uh, I. Wow. Oh, stop! Nope. nope. My child be, is gonna they'll be disowned. My ch- yes, they're gonna be thrown into the into the. <laughs> Into the child care agency and and never to be seen of again. Goodbye, <laughs> bye, Felicia. Um, I I I like I saw it in theaters and I was thoroughly entertained. But I was 
I was at the age where I wanted more <coughs> Peter Pan stuff, and I wanted, yeah, and I wanted all that stuff because uh, there was not because I've been like wanting more Peter Pan material, and there hasn't been any. Well, okay, so, I got a question uh, though. So Why do you want and I was any like, more oh, yeah, Peter I'm Pan material? It's just the exact the same story so to told again and again and again. Uh, wrong. 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 Fake news. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same I thing. Tell you Look, Peter Pan. Even that recent Pan the with Hugh version Jackman. Dear God. The Disney version. Yeah, they go this. Oh, that does oh, not I did exist. Not see that that uh, does no. not exist. <laughs> that is utter trash. And uh, that movie <laughs> should not be mentioned. Uh, First of all, all the fucking Lost Boys are fucking singing well, Nirvana. Just as, a, as a reference to hell? everybody, Kyle is a Why are they singing Nirvana to begin with? Nirvana uh, is already, like, like, doomed. Ah, uh, yeah, right. No, but, here, but here's the thing. I, I wouldn't mind if they covered, uh, if they covered Nirvana, if it took place now, but it took... This is a period piece, and it took, and they're singing Nirvana, and they put in like this bullshit reason to Kyle, sing that. I don't, like, oh, I don't see why that bothers from, you when the genie from Aladdin does the exact time. same thing, only like ten times worse. But here's the thing: it's funny. He's funny when he does it. Robin Williams is amazing when he does his Rodney Dangerfield thing, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm losing to a rug." That that right, that shit is amazing. There's no fucking reason why. Oh, and by the way, before before shit hits the fan, Hook and P- and uh, Peter Pan are friends in uh in Pan, and he and at the end of the movie. Spoilers, whoever wants to see this freaking trash of a film at the end, at the end, uh, at, at the end, uh, Hook, tur- Hook turns to Peter and he says to him, uh, uh, hopefully we could be, uh, friends till the end and hopefully, uh, nothing bad happens between us. And I'm like, that's fucking lame. Why are you why are you putting that? It's very pandering, very uh So they don't even explain how they become like enemies? No, it's just you you're to assume Wow You're just You're just to assume that you put two and two together, oh Pan cuts off Hook's hand and feeds it to the crocodile and that's it. Which it kind of allude to in the movie Pan and he's like uh, he sees the crocodile and like tremor tremors a little bit, and that's pretty much what you get from the, his fear of crocodiles. Um, wow! But it just sucks. Uh, Rooney Mara is not a good Tiger Lily. Um, oh my god! The nor fuck? is she uh, ethically fit to play Tiger Lily to begin with. Um. Hugh Jackman has Blackbeard. I'm sorry, Ian McShane played a better Blackbeard than Hugh Jackman did. That's saying something. Um, he wasn't captivating. He, w- I, I guarantee you, he was there Didn't just Hugh to tie himself over until the next Wolverine movie, movie came around. Um, it's just like 
a little bit, but it wasn't like a full blown musical moment for him. It was just like ah, da, 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 okay. So it sucked. What about the live there, NBC the song. thing? Um, it's just it was a really oh, lame God. movie. Really lame. And t- because I asked oh, Christopher Walken. Okay, next. I Alexis, love how did you that. Like I love version? that yeah. version. My God. I was... I okay, was, so that's probably more indicative I, of the quality. Uh, Wonderful. Let's move on. Um, I stopped watching halfway. That is... Oh, my life would be sweeter once my hook is plunged why? into Peter. <laughs> You see that that alone, that alone right there made the movie for you. That that's all it took. Really, that's all it fucking took. And then it's so it's 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 so it's so funny. He forgot his lines three times during the live part. It's it was amazing. He was like, you can hear him inaudibly say shit. In there, because he forgot a line, <laughs> and I would. To me, I love it ironically. I love it ironically. I know it's bad, but okay. I, now, I well, how about the one time version? The enjoyability of it being bad, uh, and um, I I thought that was cool. I think that's pretty cool. I think he's more. Uh, I think I that think version, that version of, Peter of Peter Pan is, more, uh, is uh, uh, deliciously connected evil. with what J. And, M. Barry uh, uh, interpreted Peter Pan. Oh yeah, definitely. I love Sinister. Throw that in there too. <laughs> Sinister, even sadistic. It's Robbie K, right? Yeah, I. Yeah, I he does really a great like job. Great looking actor uh, with this great uh, role. Character. And I think Robbie K has Peter Pan. And yeah. I really, I, I think that. That was really. And scared of him. Like, I think he. I love that everybody's so scared to go to Neverland. Yeah. And how it was like Shadow is like the angel of death yeah. and stuff. And that's. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Colin O'Donoghue as Hook. Eh? Mm. Okay, both of you are like, eh. On season no, three, I like yes. it. Like Everything it. else, well, I'm. But yeah. uh, but uh, Soto is more like eh. Okay. Well, apparently, uh, they're all on their way out. Last time I checked. <laughs> not, e- not even season two hook. No, I think once upon a time did wonders with the Peter Pan storyline. I was wondering oh. how they were going to tie <laughs> it in. I know um, we we had like they were teasing it towards the end of season two and season three. I thought was great. Especially the first half with the the journey into Neverland, and then of course, yes, yes. I think everybody was like, it I think that was like the last through. season that it was like, like yeah, that, wow, the show was good. <laughs> oh god! And then <laughs> and then season four, and they just couldn't let it go, man. What can I say except you're welcome? I uh, I think uh final let, let, let's 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 finish this off, guys. Final thoughts on on Disney's never. Peter Pan. Is that the sky I'm looking into? I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm losing my mind. 
Oh look, it's 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 uh, midnight. Moreno? Oh, what a wonderful time to end this. It's midnight. That's racist, Kyle. Go ahead. I see skies blue. That was racist. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I'm just doing an. Uh. I was not racist. I was doing an impression. Oh my of god. Him. There's a difference between being racist and doing an impression of somebody. Actually, you know what? Hold on. There's one more thing. But anyway, Moreno. There's one more thing I wanted to ask. Uh, Why do you no, love this I story just, so much? I love this movie. Oh, okay. Like, uh, not, not the movie in particular, but like you guys obviously like keep coming back for like more versions of this. Uh, Why do of, we of love this story? I just gotta ask you, like, what is it that that like that makes you guys like look forward to another retelling of this? Like, it seems like this is a story that like is never gonna leave you guys, and like you carry this with you like wherever you go. I think I think it goes back to uh, absolute bewilderment bewilderment of uh, the story from when we from what we uh, captured as but a I'm child. But I'm asking, like, what is it about and, yourselves uh, that then, this story it, uh, speaks it really, to from your that childhood? bewilderment and excitement and whimsy. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a really good story that we really, uh, really attach to. I mean, wouldn't choose. I just think it's like, I don't, like I said, like with the whole, um, like with the scene that you like with the dad and the, the cloud yes. and stuff. Like, you can use right, it as an right, everyday lesson. Like, oh, God. Um, I'm looking at a coffee shop. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm so dead. This is a midterm tomorrow too. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, so uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, that was uh, this episode of uh, once once upon a retrospect. I hope you liked it. If you liked it, uh, check us out on a uh, on a uh, iTunes.com and podcast.com. And uh, if you want to check out more material from me and Alexis, and uh, sometimes uh, Moreno is there too, uh, you can check out Red Spotlight Entertainment on uh, both platforms, podcast.com and iTunes.com. And if you want to see a top 10 episode of our top 2017 uh, movies, so uh, check that out. And then uh, if you want to see our faces, our actual faces, check out YouTube, where you could check out our vlogs on uh, After Darks, which pretty soon uh, me and Mr. Peter Martinez uh, uh, will be looking at uh, Black Panther uh, on Thursday, which it should be up on Saturday. The after dark so stay tuned for that <laughs> so everybody stay magical with me I uh, signing off is uh, who's with me oh my god okay that was Alexis Soto oh, and also <laughs> and then also we have what the f- <laughs> me Alexis Moreno very good very good uh <laughs> anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Stay mad. He's dead. Stay magical. <laughs> Stay magical, everyone. <laughs> and we're off to never, never land.